0: Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon.
1: Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon, or click the link in the description of this episode. Hi. Hi. It's the Endless Honeymoon podcast coming to you live from our screening room, (laughs) aka our basement.
0: Yeah, we don't really have a screening room.
1: Well, we have a room with a screen in it.
0: I'm against TVs in the main living area, so we don't have one there. We just have one in our bedroom.
1: Our listeners will be surprised to know that Natasha has some pretty strong opinions about aesthetic choices.
0: <laughs> well, there's just, it's very depressing to come home and have someone watching Flavor of Love or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's our, our baby watches Flavor of Love.
0: Our baby watches Sesame Street.
1: We just started that. We just started watching Sesame Street. Things are getting pretty buck wild <laughs> over at the or Legero house. We just popped the cherry of Sesame Street.
0: But I will say, we did have sort of an eruption this week that I would like to talk about. Well, before
1: we get into that, I will uh, let me say about Sesame Street. Yes. It's kind of funny because they got all these like old 1970s episodes of Sesame Street. Clearly, they're all on drugs. It's all super psychedelic.
0: No, you think they're on drugs? For sure. Absolutely.
1: What? Yeah. The children's television workshop? That's a cocaine palace right there.
0: <laughs> Maybe like some weed in the morning or something. But the funny part is like,
1: it's so funny how like like even sesame street has been affected by like woke, woke culture because like you watch these 70s shows and it's like uh it is not there are some jokes in there i'm like i can't believe they got away with it
0: oh they're like making fun of fat people yeah and there stuff. was this
1: like kid detective and he's like we had a clue it was a big fat boy so we went to the auditorium <laughs> looking for a fatty fat boy i'm like i can't believe <laughs> oscar the grouch maybe what well, did you want to talk about, Natasha?
0: I wanted to talk about the fact that we were at a restaurant. Oh, God. And you got into a verbal shouting match with one of the patrons.
1: Okay, that may, that did happen, but it requires context. First of all, Natasha and I have an ongoing uh, situation. Like, you know how everybody has their core issue? Right. What's yours?
0: My core issue with you? You're a mess.
1: No, with you, man.
0: My core issue. Like we
1: all have a core issue that we're working on.
0: Um, I mean, I don't. I didn't know that I had to share that right now. It's body
1: odor. <laughs> Yours is body odor. No, mine is. I have a. I have a quick temper. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, I okay. have a quick temper. I hate being quote disrespected, and sometimes. I start to react to things in public before I really have an opportunity to decide that I'm going to react. I'm just already reacting.
0: Well, you've really only done like, I'd say, three of these in our relationship.
1: Listen, this is an issue that I am working on and I've gotten better about, but it is an issue. And I don't like being disrespected. I never start fights. I don't start fights, but I finish them. (laughs) We were flying back from somewhere or another, and we watched on the plane, Natasha and I, uh, Midnight Cowboy. Great film. Robert Redford, Dustin Hoffman, right? And we're watching it, and it's it's a great movie. We'd never seen it before. We decided, hey, let's crack a classic, right? It was great. It was a great movie. So we call the lift when we get to LAX, and he shows up. He picks us up, and I can see. See, this is where you you, you should trust your instincts, right? Because I could see him see us, and I knew he didn't like us from the moment I just could see in a look on his face like, oh, this dude somehow doesn't he was like rolling his eyes from the minute we He kind of
0: looked like a history professor.
1: He yeah, he was like very, very tall in a very small car, kind of like when that really tall guy in the Simpsons was driving (laughs) and he was like could barely fit. And then the the bully, whatever that guy's name is, Melvin or whatever, was going behind him and he he was like, ha ha or whatever. And then the man's like, why are you laughing at me? This is the largest car that I could afford. He kind of was like that vibe. Yeah. 60 years old. Kind of guy. Kind of guy you could picture like going to jazz clubs because he thinks it's cool, you know, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So he, he doesn't like us, you know, and I don't know why someone could take a look at the two of us and immediately not like us.
0: I mean, I could see that.
1: To be fair, we were both dressed like we were members of the like Paris of Penzance as we got into the. I
0: always travel with two hats.
1: Yeah, she was wearing two hats. (laughs) So get in the back. We get in the back and we're and like barely exchange anything with him. I'm just getting a bad vibe from the dude, but I'm not. We're not talking to him.
0: So we're just talking about Midnight Cowboy.
1: We are talking about Midnight Cowboy. Trying to figure
0: out what it meant.
1: What was the plot?
0: Are they gay? Were they gay? What were they trying to say? There's a big old thing the movie. Yeah, because
1: they're like hustlers. You know, like Robert Redford is a hustler. Uh, uh, like a street hustler where he sleeps with men for money and then Dustin Hoffman is this kind of like weird like sort of street rat character and they have this very intense male like sort of friendship but you can't quite tell if like Dustin H- Hoffman... The point
0: is we were talking about that in the car.
1: We were deconstructing Midnight Cowboy and you know once in a while he'll huff and puff in the front but it's like whatever. It's no big deal. So we get back to closer to the house and where we live
0: we're like a block away
1: we're well yeah where we live there's like a turn there's a it's a two lane street and one lane has to turn and one you keep going to our house and i go oh you're going to want to get over into the uh into the uh, left hand lane cuz that's the, this one's turn only <laughs> but he does it right he huffs but he does it right and then we get to like the house and i'm like okay turn left here this is literally this is true is all i did And what did he say?
0: I know how to drive.
1: I know how to fucking drive or something like that. I don't know
0: if he said fucking. No,
1: he did say fucking. He
0: must have said something to set you off. Or
1: jackass. Or he swore, I remember. He swore at me. I remember that too. Because when he swore... I fucking took my suitcase and I bashed him in the side of the face no. seven times till this just his bloody face was just smeared up against the... No, that's not what happened. I was like, okay, pull over right now. We're getting out. Like, you don't ever Moshe talk. got mad. I got very angry. Pull over right now. You know, I, I don't know. It, it got a little weird and chaotic. And we get out of the car. And what happened?
0: He didn't want to give us our suitcases. He
1: wouldn't give us our suitcases. I'm like give me my fucking shit dude. Like give me my suitcases. So it escalated. Wait, why wasn't why didn't he want to give the suitcase, do you remember? No. He wanted to call the police.
0: Okay, well then you started filming.
1: Hold on. That's true. No, no, no. That's true. I started filming. <laughs> Which by the way,
0: it's such a dumb move.
1: It's an escalation, I will say. But you, don't swear at me. I'm going to film it so that, you know. But at
0: this point, we're in front of our door. We're at we our door. We could just leave. That, so then, we couldn't I, leave. Okay, but can I say something? You, I, I, I just wanted to get... I said, sir, can I just have the suitcases? And he was going to give them to me. That
1: isn't true. That's not true. This whole story is predicated okay, on the okay. fact that he wouldn't give the wouldn't give the suitcases up. But it does speak to my issue with you when I have these conflicts, which is I have an issue. You know, old Mosh comes out. I can't control old Mosh. You know what I mean? I can't control you trying to control old Mosh? That's trying to that's trying to, you know, break a break a an old ornery bull. Let's but, just say but if you had
0: done this a lot, I probably wouldn't have married you. <laughs> I mean, if you would have done it a lot before,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but my issue with you is okay, it's a problem. The buck and bronco, the buck and bull, he's he's a bad boy. But you always side with the with the person, the well, bad can we person.
0: Explain what happened. No, but see?
1: I want to examine what just happened in our conversation. You said he, you could have just grabbed your suitcases and go,
0: but that ain't true. Okay, well, I don't remember the details. All I remember. is is you standing... So I, wait, can I just say something? You were standing by the trunk with him, fighting with him, and then you go, Tosh, Tosh, turn off the ignition. <laughs> I think you wanted me to hide his keys.
1: No, I wanted you to pop the trunk so I could grab the bags. I'm not
0: going I wasn't even in the front seat.
1: I, listen, I was out of control. This was not my, my best, most rational thinking moment. I, I did and not... And also,
0: who are these people? He could have a gun. He could have a knife. I like,
1: could have a gun. I could have a knife. Okay, well, I had both on me. I just remember I felt... I carry a gun and a knife on every flight.
0: I felt... In danger
1: I hear you It was not my best moment uh, But uh, I was not thinking rationally And I did not know what to do If you're listening What would you have done In this situation
0: We're For, not really setting it up that well Because in my mind There was just a very clear way To be like Thank you Please just give me the bags
1: That's and, the entire issue We're having right
0: now Is that you in, were filming him And in, you both wanted to call the police you were I po- didn't want to
1: call the police
0: I think you were egging him on To call the police Because you knew how stupid He would look If he called the police this we is, didn't do anything.
1: This is my my, like, this is as close to my core vulnerability as you as we get is when I when I lose control in this way, and it it just really does bum me out that you that you always side with the the random stranger that's being rude and never with me, so much so that you've re you've rehistoricalized this story so that there was a very simple way to end it, but there wasn't. The guy was holding our stuff hostage. He wouldn't give me my
0: bags. Okay, so tell me what happened then.
1: Well, it's got a great punchline. But you're now in the middle of a real fight between me and Natasha. But that makes me sad.
0: I'm oh. sorry, Mosh. <laughs> I can't help the way I feel <laughs> when I feel I'm, that I'm in danger.
1: Okay, so the 65-year-old history professor, you were feeling like might have pulled out a what a Tommy gun from his elbow patch. <laughs> so... I didn't know what to, I, I truly didn't know what to do. I was out of my mind and I was insane at this point. I mean, tr- and I will ad- freely admit that I, 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 don't know what, what are you supposed to do? Like, I just don't know. He wouldn't give us our bags. He's calling the police. Nothing. No incident has occurred. He's like calling the cops to tell them, I don't know that he wishes he had gone to grad school and didn't drive for Lyft. I don't know what his thing was, but he, he walked around, he walked away uh, to call the police and I ju- I did jump in the front seat and pull the, the trunk and he ran back over with I would say remarkable speed and slammed the trunk down finally I don't know how maybe you helped
0: I think I helped
1: yeah 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 um, I'm, I'm, I mean
0: I'm very soft in those situations I don't have um. what's that male thing called testosterone yeah I don't start getting like amped on testosterone right I'm just very rational S-
1: okay so rational and nato- I was
0: eight months pregnant right I'm not I'm just saying you feel very like, you know, we're
1: building up to a funny punchline here, <laughs> Natasha, not a, a complete condemnation of me as a man. So we're getting finally somehow everything calmed down a bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And we get to the he. I don't know how, but he gives us the suitcases and I like I'm walking in the house and I'm like, OK, y- now get the fuck off my property or something like that. And I don't know if it was technically my property. And he goes, No way. I'm waiting for the cops. And I go, What are you going to tell the cops that we got our suitcases and left into our house? And he goes, I'm going to tell them that you're something like you're a fucking idiot. And I go, Well, okay. I'm sure they'll come arrest me for being an idiot. And he goes, And I'm going to tell them that you didn't understand the plot to Midnight Cowboy. (laughs) And that was such a crazy and amazing line that after all that, I was like, I think you won, sir.
0: And he also knows where we live, so that's cool.
1: But we did get a free ride from the airport.
0: He didn't charge it. Oh, you called.
1: Oh yeah, I messaged Lyft, and I was like, <laughs> "Let's did. go ahead and let's go ahead and knock that charge off."
0: <laughs> but then that guy probably got fired.
1: Good.
0: Right. I hear you. So see
1: what I'm saying though? You're on that guy's side.
0: Okay. Well, maybe that's my core issue. Is no. I want to be safe.
1: <laughs> I know, That's a rosy interpretation of that. Why I'm just don't we wired take a call before you. we get divorced? Well, that's what I was going to say. It's harder to deal with your own relationship issues than it is to give advice to others about theirs. So let's see if we can widen the aperture and take a call.
0: Now we're going to call Bridget in New York City.
2: Hello.
1: Bridget.
2: Hey.
1: Is it Bridget?
2: Just say Bridget.
1: It's spelled with a D. And I've always wondered, is that Bridget or is it Bridget?
2: I I don't know. Honestly, it's Irish. I don't know what the Irish are doing. I think it's like water.
1: I think they're drinking. It's
2: a T or a D. It doesn't matter.
1: Bridget, I think they're (laughs) drinking. That's what the Irish are up to right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so they do Brid- not know how
0: to spell or read,
2: so
1: it's okay. <laughs> no, they do. They
0: do. Wait, so Bridget, you live in New York, and what is your problem?
1: <laughs> what a gentle um, way to get into it.
0: Well, I just, you know, she's she's living in a big city, so I'm now, wondering br- how this will factor into her issue.
1: Bridget, you live in New York City, and what is your that's all the information.
0: Problem? I have what the on fuck her? is
1: wrong with you? Um.
0: I
2: yeah I live in like the suburbs of New York City. I live in basically the Bronx. Okay. Um, but I, I'm not like good with people. That's the main problem. There, even though there are eight million people in the city, it doesn't really matter.
3: How
1: do you mean? What 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 is your problem with people? Give me an example.
2: Um, I am really awkward in person and in just generally. Um, you, I believe that I. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um I uh I have trouble like people I'm already friends with I'm very comfortable around, but it takes a while to get to know me and the whole like dating app situation or all of that, like it it doesn't really it doesn't really work for my talents. Well wait, I, I'm
1: curious what you mean by your awkward because like a lot of times we have these Stories we tell ourselves about ourselves and they make themselves become true by telling the story. So you don't seem that awkward to me right now. I mean, you seem fine. How are you awkward?
2: Um, well, it's a difficult question to answer. I'm not good at small talk, basically. So I'm not good at the like intro to a friendship or to like a dating scenario. I don't really know how to like do small talk. I'm more like a, I do, like I can talk for a long time about like psychology or cults or like any of the different things I'm interested in and talk to you for like 4 hours about a particular Netflix show I've been watching but I can't really talk like I don't know what to do when I first meet someone
0: well small talk is a burden nobody wants to do it I remember when I went to acting conservatory in New York the the teacher said the only purpose of conversation is to is to entertain or to teach or to receive those benefits yourself And I always thought that, like, that's all you really want is you want to learn something or you want to be entertained. Like small talk, that's obviously. But sometimes you do need to, like, you know, talk a little bit to get to the bigger things.
1: Yeah, what do you – you're essentially saying you don't like the part where you're meeting someone and you're talking about sort of just vapid nonsense in order to figure out if you're even compatible. That's the part that you you have a hard time getting off the launch pad. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And what, what what about, I would think apps would be great for that because you could get all the nonsense out of the way via text and then you could be like, by the way, I'm a, I, I, I'm Bridget. The reason that I live in the Bronx is I've been a member of this Yankee-themed sex cult uh, for the last seven <laughs> years and that's who I am and that's really what I want to talk about. You know, by the time you get, what is it about apps that you're unable to break the ice on the app? I've never really done the apps uh, for anything. Yeah. I, I got out at OkCupid. So,
2: well, OkCupid is the one I actually use the most because they have like questions that people answer. And it really, it can, uh, uh, Sorts out some of the monsters really quickly. That's right. They have like, uh, a,
1: they have like a filtration system. Do you know that, Natasha? No. There's like a bunch of questions that people have to answer. And if they don't pass muster, and there's a ranking system on the question. So if they don't pass, like if you have a question, if you're like, if you're like a hardcore alt-right person, which I assume you are, Bridget. You live in the Bronx. So if you're <laughs> like a hardcore alt-right person and you're like, did you s- vote for Trump? And if they vote no... Then they won't even get matched with you. It'll be filtered out of your your people altogether. Oh, and like, from like, it really, it's, is, it's it is interesting. On my profile, questions... my profile, Bridget is. Do you have a problem with being with a married man? Can you keep a secret? And if you answer <laughs> no to either of those, you're out. You know. So, what are your questions?
2: Um. There is. Well, it really is. Some of the questions on there are like intense. Like they'll ask, like, "Do you support the death penalty?" And it's like this is not important for me for dating. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. You, you just want somebody uh, to, to kill that ass. Right. I was going to say a different word, kill that b- other word, but then I didn't know you well enough, Bridget, to really drop the P-bomb this early in our conversation. I, I too have a probably with small talk, uh, but it's usually offensive.
0: It seems like you're doing good with Moshe.
2: Well, it's a little different because I don't actually know you guys. So it's, i have no reason to impress you
1: right you don't have the deep connection you do on somebody that you matched with on (laughs) okcupid but wait but wait there are no stakes what are yeah that's fair do you know any of your filter questions on okcupid
2: well okay so there's a question that's like how much do you tip someone if they gave uh if they did a good job as a waiter and i that's a there's a guy who said, like, 10%, and mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. an automatic deal breaker.
0: Like, that tells you a lot about someone. Sure. I'm surprised um, they even admitted that. I know. Moshe that's... tried to tell me once that you only tip 15% at lunchtime. Well,
1: Bridget, <laughs> I've changed since I've been with Natasha, but I used to be a, a, a lighter tipper at lunch. 15% at lunch I thought was reasonable, but now it's 20 across the board.
2: Um, Yeah.
1: Well, So, okay, Bridget, you have a hard time with small talk. You have a hard time breaking the ice with guys. What are you actually looking for in a partner?
2: I I guess I'm looking for someone uh, who is uh, like me. who, is, who is a, I'm a big nerd and who's interested in talking about intellectual things. Uh, who can talk for a long time about different TV shows I'm into. Ah,
1: intellectual things uh, like TV shows, sure.
0: I think that you should like... Keep doing the dating apps if you want to, but basically what I tell all my friends who are single and want to meet people and... You know, just try to get out of your head about I'm bad at small talk or whatever. Those are just labels. Nobody wants to do it, or at least I, you know, I don't want to do it. So I'm sh- I'm sure that you know you're you're not alone. So you just have to go out as much as possible. You need to be going to places that will have people who you want to mingle with. Yeah,
1: and- I agree. I agree, and and uh, also uh, please tell your dog to not interrupt our podcast. I uh, I was going to say something similar, which is to s- you stay on the apps if you want, but also you know, why don't you get on some of these message boards or online communities that aren't dating based? Then your filter questions are already answered because they're already on your interest level and you don't even have the pretense of dating. You don't even have to worry about small talk.
0: Another thing that's happening in the world right now is I think that we're all kind of like, you know, you stay home, there's so much TV to watch and then you're on your phone and that's how you're going to meet someone. And it's like, you just have to take that extra step. You have to go out and like, don't let TV win over an invitation to a party or to a show or an event or anything, even if it's just something where you were like, oh, this might be a cool place. I think you just have to always fight that and go out.
1: Yeah. And then um, my final recommendation is to go on to OKCupid and tell the man or woman that you're interacting with that you actually lost your tongue in a freak accident. And so you don't speak and then you just <laughs> get, get straight to the fucking and then you don't even have to worry about small talk. Okay. So you're going to That sounds good. You're going to do all of those things, right?
2: mm mm-hmm,
0: Mhm. I will.
1: Every one of them, Bridget. You're not that awkward. You seem like a cool person. I'm sure there's somebody yeah. out there that's nerdy like you that wants to chat. And you guys can chit-chat.
0: stream TV together and stay home.
1: It'll be amazing.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Enjoy the Bronx.
0: Okay. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. So
3: this
4: is my anonymous message. To say that I've been a heroin addict for the last 10 years. I have an eight-year-old son and I can't tell anybody because I'm afraid I'll lose him, I'll lose my job, and I'll lose my girlfriend. Nobody in the world knows that I do this besides my dealer. Um, I've managed to hide every time I'm sick. I've had some people question me before, but I guess I just don't know what to do. The thing that scares me most is losing my son. I'm really caught between a rock and a hard place. I don't want to be a heroin addicted dad but I want to keep being a dad. I know I need help, but I just don't know how to go about getting it so that I don't lose my son. Thanks for listening. Love your show.
1: Well, we're a comedy podcast, and some things just aren't funny. But here's the deal. Tosh, I think I can take this. Okay. Tosh is having an issue. Look,
0: well, I mean, it's so heavy. It's, I don't even know where to start.
1: I know where to start. It's pretty simple. Yeah? Heroin is fucking poison. and I it's, don't know anything about it. It wraps around you like a fucking viper, and it makes you feel like it's the only thing that can ever give you fun or enjoyment in your life. I've had so many friends that were addicted to heroin. I've had family members that were addicted to heroin. It's a fucking plague. So, first and foremost, to the guy... I absolutely no judgment because you're a dad you're in the middle of a sickness and you're arrested by it but there are more important things than shooting dope obviously you know that but it's never i mean i've had a lot of personal experience with drug addiction and it's never about whether something's important enough i mean that's like one of the great illusions of drug addiction is like look at this thing isn't it more important to you than heroin and of course if we had that guy here in front of us and he would say of course my kid is more important to me than heroin is the problem with drug addiction is it's like hypnosis it's not that things that it's more important than your kid it's that when the that little demon bites you and that viper bites you you forget about the thing that was more important to you and the only thing that you can think is i got to get high so i get it and i don't judge you at all if you're listening there is hope though you uh, there there is so much hope for drug addiction first and foremost, you can get on methadone. It's not a perfect solution. Methadone's not perfect, it's not great, but you won't overdose and die on it, and you will be able to get off of heroin if you take it seriously. You can get on methadone, you can go to a 12 step group, you can get into a rehab, and it's not you're not going to automatically get your kid taken away from you if you get help if you try to get help. You don't have to tell your therapist or your rehab or the N.A. hotline that you even have kids. You can call N.A. A lot of people don't like N.A. because it's like religious and weird. But you can call and talk to another addict. I guarantee that there's somebody out there that's been in the exact same situation as you. I don't just guarantee it. I know people have been in the same situation as you. Some of them are dear friends of mine who have been clean for a long time. So go to a free clinic. Ask people, look up, how do I? where's the nearest methadone clinic? Go to a free clinic. The reality of heroin more than anything else, I've been in re- recovery, I don't even know if I'm technically in recovery anymore, but I am clean for more than 20 years. And every person that I've known that's died from drug addiction has died from drug addiction because of heroin.
0: That's what uh, I was going to say. It does not end well.
1: It doesn't end well. But it's so simplistic to say it from a person that's already clean or isn't an addict. Just stop. That's not the solution the solution is to take your problem seriously, ask for help and uh, change the way that you're living. There is help out there. Like I said, methadone you you could get on methadone tomorrow. You wouldn't kick, you wouldn't get sick. You, I I think that that's true. Um and you will be able to kick your habit at least temporarily. So there's hope, there's help. Call NA, call a methadone clinic, call a free clinic. Do whatever it is that you need to do to get clean. The fact that you're calling and admitting it for the first time is probably a pretty big step. I don't mean to be long-winded. I just... No, it's good. Th- this is a thing that I know a lot about. And uh, if you are listening out there, really, honestly, my thoughts are with you. Uh, one of the closest people to me in my whole whole life uh, is was a, a heroin addict and hasn't shot dope in almost 20 years. And I got tons and tons of friends that got off dope. It is possible. There is hope. There is, there is, there is. You just got to take the first step. So call the NA hotline. Uh, You can call the NA hotline. And you know what? Listen, even if NA is not your thing, they'll at least be able to, somebody there will be able to get you uh, closer to the solution than you're probably getting by just feeling ashamed of yourself. Uh, So I'm going to give it to you now. I'm going to give you the NA hotline. They can Google it. Well, I'm going to just do it. Why not? Here's the National Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Helpline, 1-800-662-HELP, H-E-L-P. This is a free confidential, this is not N-A, this is the a free confidential 24-7-7. 365-day-a-year treatment referral and information service hotline for individuals and families who are facing substance abuse disorders. You don't have to go to a treatment center. You don't have to listen to what they refer you to, but they will be able to help you more than you will be able to help yourself by sitting and feeling ashamed of yourself and staring at your kid and going, why am I such an asshole? Because you're not an asshole. You're a sick man, and there is medicine out there for you. 800-662-HELP. Uh, you, got, you got love. You got the love of your kid. You got the love of your family. And for what it's worth, you got love from the two of us as well. All right. Let's play another secret.
2: The three stooges make me horny.
1: <laughs> there couldn't have been a better secret to cleanse the palate of that heartbreaking last one. <laughs> then the three stooges make me horny. I'm not
0: gonna lie, they make me horny too.
1: Are you being serious?
0: I mean I think I like I like picturing them like on a ship. It seems fun.
1: That's so funny. So that's why every time I try to penetrate you, you put your hand over your vagina, like uh, Mo putting his hand on his nose so he can't get poked in the eye.
0: No, I just like um No, not the three students. I was thinking of the Marx Brothers, actually. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) What the fuck is happening right now? You know who makes me fucking just hard as a rock? Buster Keaton.
0: (laughs) Charlie Chaplin. Ooh, mama.
1: The Marx Brothers are
0: kind of hot.
1: I guess so. They're all dead.
0: I know, but in those old movies, they're like at the pinnacle of their careers.
1: I just, I mean, I think that person, whoever that is, is like the most awesome human being in the world. I mean, what a cool, what a cool signal to get crossed in your ba- brain chemistry that you see like slapstick comedy from the 40s and you're just like, ooh, where's my Hitachi magic wand? Let's,
0: oh, you think maybe she masturbates to them?
1: I fucking hope so. You know what it sounds like when she masturbates to them? Ooh, Yuck, 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 Let's play another secret.
0: I have
2: convinced everyone in my life, including my husband, that I have read all the Game of Thrones books. I have never read any of the Game of Thrones books. I've just been really well-versed in the Wikipedia pages.
0: I'm too deep into this secret. I can never go back this is going to be the thing I confess on my deathbed that I never read Game of Thrones
1: you know we heard we heard earlier um, a really difficult call from a guy that was reaching out for help and I, I told him clearly and I hope he heard me that we don't judge him and that we love him and, and that his secret isn't you know you're only as sick as your secrets and there's no judgment there's all love coming from this podcast but this fucking monster that's telling her family that she read the Game of Thrones book, how fucking dare you? You fucking sick monster. You fucking, how how fucking dare you live a lie like that? You disgust us, right? <laughs> Those books are good, though. She should read them.
0: But why does do? she need to convince him?
1: I don't know. I like her almost as much as the <laughs> woman that jerks off to Larry Moe and Curly. <laughs> what
0: a weirdo. Okay, let's do one more. Hi, my secret
4: is that I'm only supposed to have two cats in my apartment, <laughs> but I actually have four. And I did a porn. Oh. <laughs> my two biggest secrets.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Go back, go back. Play it again. Play it again. Hold on.
4: Hi, my secret is that I'm only supposed to have two cats in my apartment. You're like boring. But I actually have four. Okay. And... I did a
2: porn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know
4: for sure she told the cat secret
1: because she was scared to tell the real secret. She's like, um, one one naughty <laughs> naughty thing I've done is I have four cats.
0: I hate that we can't keep talking to them.
1: I know I want to. I want to talk to them so bad. She did a porn. She did a porn. What's what is a what is what is a porn? More...
0: Probably. I, I'm trying to think if I would have done one. What do you mean? I just feel like I could have done that.
1: What do you mean? Tell me more.
0: I don't know. When I first moved to L.A., if someone like someone could have convinced me to do that. Really? I think so. Me? Uh, I don't know. Maybe one. I don't know. Maybe one.
1: Just one? With a woman? Maybe. Or And four cats?
0: Because I had a woman convince me to go on a dominatrix thing with her.
1: Oh, you did one? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Tell well, me more. I guess I'm telling you my secret. T- what is it? I told you this.
1: No, tell me the story.
0: He... So I went with like a group of five girls, and we had to wear lingerie, and then we had to tar and feather a man. (laughs) Was this in the Wild West? It was in Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. He wanted five girls. To tar and feather him. (laughs) So we like put like molasses on him, and then like stuck feathers, and then we all had squirt guns, and we were like squirting his asshole or something. I don't know. I did
1: not know this. Sorry. Sorry. I love this.
0: And then you are
1: squirting his asshole.
0: I, I'm not great with details, but well, I do remember something.
1: You're like not that. great with details, but you may have been <laughs> squirting his I asshole. I mean, in my memory, sometimes like
0: certain things will like I'll remember. Oh, so,
1: oh sometimes you'll misremember certain oh events. My God. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like for example, the way that I act in conflict with people. <laughs> I don't mean to derail us at all. I just want to. Uh, okay. So yes. was the guy like like horny? Was no, he hard?
0: You know what it was. He he was just he wanted to be. Um, humiliated. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is these guys are like really powerful in their lives. And then what turns them on is humiliation. Who was it? I don't fucking know. She just told me I would get $150. $150? I
1: don't know. It was
0: 20 years ago.
1: So was he erect while you were doing
0: this? I don't remember that part.
1: You remember spraying his asshole but not if he had a bun?
0: I... No, because there was five of us. See, it was like he wanted like a gangbang. You know what I mean? He wanted like a group amount a like he just wanted like a group of girls in negligées to like hurl insults at him and he must have
1: been so good at that
0: <laughs> but here's the thing i was so good at it he called for a private he's like can mistress juliet cuz that's what i said my name
2: was <laughs>
0: can mistress juliet come to my house and just me and her and i said no
1: oh man cuz it felt
0: safe with all those other girls sure. but i'm just saying I was very open to things.
1: That's pretty cool. I am very impressed. Really? Oh, yeah. I think that's cool. All right. Mistress Juliet. (laughs) You might be pouring molasses on me tonight, girl.
0: I don't remember where we got the feathers.
1: (laughs) I think you could buy them. I'm sure the
0: headmistress brought them. I mean, what a
1: weird fantasy, too. It's just like, my fantasies began and end in 1842.
0: Right. That is weird. It was like, clear, but the girl I... So basically, I worked for her because she owned a clothing store. Right. But then she was a dominatrix on the side. So She was always doing weird things like men would want her to like, you know, flash. They wanted to flash a flashlight, like have her wear white underwear and a skirt. And they would like look up at her underwear with a flashlight.
1: I knew a girl who got paid 500 pounds in England to shave her head in front of a man. I always thought that was so twisted. Well,
0: that's not that sexual.
1: Well, it was for him. Oh, interesting. Nobody's paying women money to shave their head because they like haircuts.
0: Also, maybe your friend didn't tell you the whole story.
1: Maybe not. Maybe you're not telling me the whole story. Did you get some molasses on you? No. Did you? Did you do the private?
0: I do wonder, though, how I showed up. Like, I feel like, how do you show up to a place like that? Are you just Uh, in uh, your underwear? Maybe I had a trench coat on.
1: A trench coat? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like a hack you're like a hacky sex worker <laughs> you're wearing sunglasses and a fedora and a trench coat
0: well anyway the girl did a porn well she didn't seem that ashamed of it but that was a funny way of saying it
1: i know it was a funny to lead in with the cats and get four, rid of two of those four cats, cats, cats is a
0: lot let's take another call okay now we're gonna call brad in milwaukee brad
3: Uh, hello hey
0: it's natasha Legero.
1: and moshe kasher
3: how's it going
1: good how are you
3: (laughs) not too bad just been waiting on this cool man watching some joe dirt
1: oh cool (laughs) (laughs) i think i saw see the problem with your love life
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait so tell, tell us what's going on with you
1: yeah what's happening brad
3: yeah so um Essentially, I had a very big crush on one of my friends' freshman year of college. Um, I, To my knowledge, at least, I feel like I made it very apparent that I had the feelings, and I never got any form of uh, acknowledgement or any form of sign that like she had any feelings towards me. So I moved on.
1: How'd you tell her, Brad? Tell us about the you telling her about
3: um, your feelings. I... I I didn't tell her just because we were good friends and I didn't want to ruin that, I guess. No,
1: but you said you did tell her. How did you let it, how did you make it clear that you had feelings for her? Oh, no, I
3: never told her. It was just kind of a, I, I made it apparent and like she knew.
1: How did you make it apparent?
3: I, I don't know. I, I was very flirtatious. I was very sweet and I would take care of her. Um, people would like think we were dating if they didn't know us.
0: Did she have a boyfriend when you said that? Um, no, she was single. Oh, time. okay. And, and, you, did... and you didn't make a move to, like, try to kiss her or something?
3: Uh, no, because I didn't receive any, like, signals back that she was, like, at all interested. Got it. didn't want to push. So you Yeah, moved... I didn't want to push anything that I didn't think was there.
1: Got it. So you moved on. Yep. And then what?
3: Moved on. <laughs> uh, was in a relationship for a little under a year. Um, towards the end of my relationship, she ended up getting into a relationship. Um, so now move back or move forward another year. Um, she's a year into her relationship, but recently she has started doing very suspiciously flirty, weird things around me. Um, and like stuff that other friends of ours have noticed and we've talked about. Is she drunk when she's doing this?
1: Well, they're in Milwaukee. The odds are
3: good. Um, yeah, I mean, we're generally pretty drunk, but oh, no, uh, not really drunk. It's like so a lot of times it'll happen at like the beginning of the night, if anything, on drinking, but like not nothing too bad. Like at a house party one time, we were sit- I was sitting on a couch and I was at all the way at one end and one of our friends was all the way at the other. There was probably room for like two people between us. And she sat right next to me, and her boyfriend was at that party.
0: Okay, here's the uh. thing. I hate to break this to you, Brad. <laughs> I'm
3: Brad, Brad. but I Brad. think you're
0: kind of like looking, you're kind of like looking a little too hard for these signals. you know, I think you're kind of like sprung on her.
1: And assuming that you're that you're sending signals. I'm not I'm not seeing it yet. Is there anything more direct that she's done?
3: Um, nothing very direct, but it's, it's not me seeing a lot of the weird stuff. Um, it's like other people, like my friends that have seen it, like, but aren't your friends, aren't you telling
0: your friends that you're in love with her? And so they're like, yeah, man, maybe she likes you. I saw her sitting next to you at that house party.
3: No, that's the thing. I, I'm not in love with her. I, it's more so like. What, like, obviously, I've had feelings for her, so I'm not going to say I don't have feelings for her, but I've moved on in the sense that I'm okay with us just being friends now. It's just weird. So she's been doing weird things that have been noticed, and it's kind of just confusing Yeah, at this weird. Point because
1: i mean honestly she sounds like a bit of a slut i mean sitting next to you at a party it's like uh <laughs> hello you know what i mean it's give like, us
0: another example yeah, give me something
1: better than that brad
0: because <laughs> you guys are friends yeah. you know a friend sit next to, sits next to a friend
3: that's fair i mean that was probably a really poor example now that i think about it what I else just... do you
0: got any
1: anything come to mind of things that you've noticed and you're like that that was a little weird
3: I mean, she sent me like so, um, like Halloween costumes. Among twenty-something-year-old girls are not the most are, are pretty risque.
1: Sure. Okay. Uh,
3: slutty, uh, whatever you want to say. Oh, did she dress uh, up
1: as slutty girl who sits next to you at a party?
3: No, she sent me pictures of her Halloween costume.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But that's also unclear because was it pe-
0: was it more sexual than what you would post online, like on Instagram? Um. Yes
3: and
1: no. Got it. All right, all right, all right. So, what's your question? What do you want? What do you want to know?
3: I guess I want to know if I should say anything and see if she is has feelings, or if I should just ignore it and just let her do her and let her figure whatever she's got to figure out.
1: Well, let me ask you this: How close are you guys as friends?
3: Uh, pretty close. Got
1: it.
0: And she has a boyfriend currently.
3: Yeah, but um yeah the boyfriend's just kind of it's a weird relationship like we'll go out to the bars and he won't come with and then he'll just pick her up at the end of the night got it or like he'll go off drinking with his buddies even though she wanted him to go out just weird stuff like that and how long have they been together uh a little over a year i think
1: all right well i feel like i i i have a suspicion here and you tell me if i'm wrong here Brad. My suspicion is that you do have feelings for her. You're how old are you? You're a young man. You're or you're 21. So you're maybe not super comfortable with like being like the thing is. I've always kind of ha- had a candle for her. But it's pretty obvious from where I'm sitting in California and you're in Milwaukee and you can't beat me up. And I assume you could beat me up because you're in Wisconsin. You probably have thick shoulders and you've been drinking milk and Swiss cheese nah. a lot of your life. And beer, you're probably, nah, you're, probably, probably you. you're probably a thick man. I'm just going to assume that you are. Even though you're saying no, I'm going to go ahead and decide that you are. But I think you are straight up like sprung on this girl. I think that's pretty obvious to me. And Natasha? Yes. Yeah. You're holding a candle for her. And you're seeing things that aren't there, and maybe you're seeing things that are there. You're assuming things that you did were obvious signals and they probably weren't. And my advice to you is to either ignore it until she's single, or just tell her, hey, and this is this is the hard part, to just tell her, Hey, you know, the truth is I kinda have feelings for you and always kinda have. And so I don't know if I'm making this up or not, but it feels like you're being more flirtatious with me lately. And that's hard for me because I really do have feelings for you. So if you're ever single and you want to, you know, make, make, make Brad happy, well, we can do that. And until then, you know, let's, let's not flirt with each other. What do you think, Tosh?
0: Well, I think that Brad would probably agree. That would be extremely difficult for him to say to her.
1: Yeah, that'd be hard, huh, Brad?
0: Because he could like mess up yeah. his friendship with her. Um, but I do think that something like that would make sense if she does keep you know, persistently going after him, but also here from what I hear from Brad is he says that he doesn't really like her that much anymore. I don't.
1: Is that true, Brad?
0: Um, well,
3: I do like her. I think she's a great girl.
0: Um I've kind of not what we're mentally asking. moved.
3: I've moved on from the thought right. of dating her, though. That's the weird. It's not like it's a complicated thing. That just because, like, I don't think about dating her, but I still obviously like her. And I think she's a good person, and I think she has good characteristics so it's it's just a weird thing that me and other friends of ours have noticed she's been more flirtatious with me even if her boyfriend's around like it's just it's doing weird things that i, I there's some things that i don't even notice that a friend will come after the fact and say hey this is super weird or something like that
1: i here, here's something you could do next time you're alone not alone but when the boyfriend's not around and i mean i don't want to counsel you to try to break this girl up with her boyfriend because i think that's unethical but i do think you well, could yeah and i don't want to do that either i think you could straight up say to her how about this this wouldn't ruin your friendship you'd be like are you flirting with me you could say that directly and then at least that would yeah, like Yeah,
0: you guys are drunk anyway yeah
1: exactly you could just say are you flirting with me and if she says yes you should be like you got a boyfriend talk to me when you don't and you can make it like a playful fun thing
0: and the thing, Brad, is twenty-one is so young. You're, you're, you're very young. You guys' relationship could have like twenty more years to it. You know, like I, I didn't get married till I was forty-one. I'm just saying, like, you know, you guys are old friends. There's gonna be, you might move to another city. You never know what's gonna happen.
1: Here's what I would do, Brad, if I was you. I would go down to the, uh, wherever the. Host role is in Milwaukee, but first go to her Facebook and print out a picture of her face. Cut it out with little eye holes in it. Find a sex worker. Ask her uh, if she'll come back to the hotel for an hour with you. And then put the superimpose the Facebook page of her of your friend's face on the prostitute. And then just say, "Oh Karen, oh Karen." I assume that's her name. Oh Karen, oh I want to eat cheese with you. Oh, you sat next. And then right right as you're about to ejaculate, you just think about her sitting next to you and just be like, "You'll come so hard, dude." I swear to God. Because I came just hearing about that.
0: Oh, my God. What well, do you th- he, Brad seems to like that. Idea. Brad
1: likes it. <laughs> Brad, good luck out there, dude.
0: Good luck. And don't be afraid of being direct with her.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for calling.
3: Yeah, no worries. Have fun podcast. All
1: right. Bye-bye.
0: Finally met someone who <laughs> shares my your intellectual immaturity. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. I thought it was, too that you cut out her Facebook page and then put it on a sex worker. Fuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> If you've got a secret for the Honeymoon Podcast, call our hotline. And if, you have, if you'd like some advice on your dating life, call the hotline. Leave us your phone number. We'll call you back live on the air. And uh, this has been a good episode, Tosh.
0: Thank you guys for listening. It
1: started out tense. We worked through some shit. We took some calls. We had a lot of fun.
0: We dropped some wisdom.
1: We dropped some bombs. We had one really heavy secret, and uh, if you are listening out there, really, honestly, my thoughts are with you. And we gave Brad what I think will be the greatest orgasm of his life. <laughs> and speaking of the greatest orgasm of my life, I'm about to go cover myself in molasses and feathers and have a private with Mistress Jeanette.
0: Juliet. <laughs>
1: Juliet. Hey, Juliet. Ju- <laughs> Mistress Juliet.
0: They told me to pick a name.
1: Mistress Juliet. <laughs> Mistress yes. Juliet. Yes, yes.